Welcome to Word Anchor Podcast with Dr. Carol Kambule, where we search the scriptures to find solutions to life's issues. Download this episode and share it with your friends and family. Stay blessed and make the Word of God your anchor. Hi, thanks for tuning in. Today's topic is Hope for All Seasons. We live in a historical period which is unprecedented in our generation. Practically the whole world is in turmoil. The coronavirus, named COVID-19, has brought the whole world to a halt. COVID-19 has touched base in practically every country in the world, big countries and small islands alike. I've even noticed countries that I've never heard of, countries like St. Martin, Belize and Suriname. I had to brush up a bit on my geography and again another subject that I had to brush up on is history as we look at the impact of this disease in the whole wide world touching every country, almost every country. I'm not even sure how many countries there are really. As I said, uh, geography is not one of my strong points or subjects that I like. Um, When I look back in history, There are events that would have touched people, events that would have serious implications where many people have died. Um, One of those events is the Spanish flu, which happened in uh, the year 1918 to the year 1920, and it is said to have killed over 50 million people. We are not yet in a position where we can do comparison because COVID-19 is still current and the numbers are still increasing. At that time, there was no vaccine, and the only measure that they had was social distancing. World War I, on the other hand, killed about 40 million people between July 1914 and 1918. And World War II killed an estimated 70 to 85 million people in 1939, going through to 1945. And this was the deadliest war of all times. So far, with COVID-19, Um, More than 330 people have died and over 5 million positive cases worldwide. In a short period of six months, the threat of death is way too upsetting. I've watched in horror as the numbers in China were climbing, videos circulating of frustrated health workers and families. And it was just so surreal. Honestly, I must say, just hectic, too hectic for us. And We saw Italy taking over as the epicenter. And again, we saw the U.S. numbers climbing and taking over as the epicenter, even now still the epicenter. And by that time, my shock absorbers were in full swing. I had never experienced such a thing and I never knew such a thing um, or never really experienced it. But the pain is there. Watching the number of the dead people, the number per day, Um, I know there are other diseases that kill people, more people per day, uh, more people in a year. Um, But this is for us too sudden. Um, This is for us too many people. For me, maybe. I don't know with other people, but it's really a lot of people. The impact of COVID-19 is massive. Economies have shrunk. Health systems are affected. Education system, schools have been closed. Job losses, business closure. And the poor are becoming even worse off than before. Countries have responded differently. Some were swift to put some measures in place, and that is meant to delay the spread and allow the country to be prepared. But there is no vaccine, and there is no treatment. It's just measures to prevent and avoid infection. Uh, We do social distancing, we wear masks, and, and that's mainly what we can do and wait for this thing to pass.
In South Africa, we have been in lockdown since the 27th of March to the 30th of April. And then from uh, the 1st of May, we were all on level 4 lockdown. And that means some activities have been allowed to uh, resume while some are still closed. I'm one of those that are still at home. We have had the government putting in place a, a package for stimulating the economy, supporting those that are in need. Um, rescuing businesses and basically addressing all the issues that are coming up because of this disease. We've seen social grants being increased, but we've also seen people lining up for food parcels. Some of those lines are like um, the first time we voted under uh, our democratic um, dispensation. And I also heard about the news where an old lady passed on at a social grant collection line. And and, and th- those are, s- are sad stories. And the times that we're living in, it's like a horror movie. Um, what do you say to a father that has just lost their job? Um, what do you say to a child that has just lost their parents? Is there any hope left in people? Do we have any hope? Do we look at the future and think it is still bright? Do we see ourselves in the future? Is there any hope left And before we can even talk about faith, because I know I'm a believer and we we, we move and walk and live by faith. But before we can get there, let's start with hope. Because for me, that is basic. How we view things. What is it that you are hoping for? What is it that you see with your eyes? What are you projecting for the future? It is a time for endurance for us. We don't actually doubt that we do need God. In this time and season, We need God more than ever. Before marching in faith, we have hope. You cannot have faith for what you do not hope for. You cannot have faith for healing unless you hope to be healed. You cannot hope for a job whilst you still despondent and saying those that are getting jobs are favored and uh, therefore you will not get a job because you don't have anybody favoring you. Once you lose hope, you have nothing to fight for. We're going to read Hebrews chapter 6, verse 11 to 12. It says, And we desire that each one of you show the same diligence to the full assurance of hope until the end, that you do not become sluggish, but imitate those who through faith and patience inherit promises. These are Jewish Christians that the writer of the book of Hebrews was writing to. These were people that were losing hope of uh, things getting better. They were living under times of persecutions and all kinds of troubles. Now, he says to them, they need to be diligent to the full assurance of hope until the end. Now, here we see that hope holds on until the end. When you are in trouble, sometimes you can lose hope. But this word says that we have this hope that we must hold on to. Hope gets lost in the midst of trouble. But this writer says to the Jewish Christians, you need to be diligent. You need to be diligent, not be sluggish about your hope. These Christian Jews were the target. These Christian Jews were not strong in the faith. Somehow they were sitting on the fence. These Jewish Christians were enduring persecutions. It was also possible that some of them could fall away back to Judaism because of the persecutions. The writer of the book of Hebrews is saying to them, as you endure the persecutions, do not lose your hope. Your hope is Christ. Your hope is not an, on the law. Your hope is in Christ. And therefore, focus your eyes on him. Do not be sluggish in your hope. Your hope is him who went through the veil 
on your behalf. Do not fall away. Do not lose hope. Do not move away from that which you have believed in the beginning. Even if you are facing persecution, even if you are facing troubles, do not fall away. Do not go back where you came from. Do not go back to where Christ found you. You need to move forward. You need to look towards the future. He says to them, do not fall away. Do not lose hope. Hold on to this hope. Because you see, hope looks to the future and disregards past failures. So what we are going through now is what we need not focus on, but we need to focus to the future. That is what hope does. Do not lose hope. Hope will anchor you. It will hold you steady until you have gained strength to move forward in faith for bigger things. Be diligent in that full assurance of hope. He says, do not be sluggish. Look around you. Find those that are of faith and imitate them. Look around you. Look at the word. There are people like Peter. Peter is a very interesting character in the Bible. He's the one disciple that would jump in first well, and ask questions later. Look at what he did when he saw Jesus Christ walking in the water. All 11 disciples saw Jesus just like Peter did. But because he was not sluggish, he jumped straight into the water in the cover of darkness, imitating Christ. So in faith, he walked on water. But you see, he had to look at Jesus and see the possibility of walking on water. And then because he saw that, then with faith, he jumped onto the water. But if he looked at Jesus and did not have hope that it is possible that he can actually jump on water, he would not take that step of faith. Look at David. He is the kind of person that encouraged himself in the Lord. When he was discouraged by life's issues, he, instead of focusing on those issues, he encouraged himself in the Lord his God. A character like Abraham, he patiently endured, waiting for the promised son for more than two decades. How many people are prepared to wait? How many people will be prepared to wait for even this disease to run its course? We don't know how long this disease will stay with us. We don't know how long it will take to get rid of it. Yet, we are faced with death every single day. We were not ready for this disease. We are not. But you see, you have to look forward to the possibility. You have to look forward to, to hope. You have to look forward to, to, to the morning. You have to look forward to a brighter future. Because Abraham trusted God, we can also hope like Abraham did. We can also look forward like he did to the future where he was a father of many nations before he even had a son. So he had to look forward to something that God had promised him. That was his gateway to the fulfillment of the promise. In, in the same book of Hebrews chapter 6, we also find the, the, the writer saying that we have this consolation which is in God, not just a consolation, but a strong consolation in God. Two things he mentions. One is the promise of God and two is the oath of God. He says it is impossible for God to lie in either of these two things. Abraham was consoled by the promise of God. He was also consoled by that God was, was, was making that promise in an oath to say, I will do this thing for you. So we can stand and know that if there is a promise of God in the word, because God's promises are true, they are yes and they are amen, he will actually fulfill those promises. And again, we ought to find our refuge in God. It is another reason that we be encouraged. When the situation is bad, yes, you can go sit at home and, and you can wait out this thing until it passes. But you need to take your refuge and that refuge should be in God. You need to know that God is your hope. Where you are, you should be in God.
because it is God that will take you out of this situation. When we think of a refuge, um, we think of the cities of refuge that were commanded by the law of Moses. If we read it in Numbers chapter 35, both Jesus and the city of refuge are within his reach. So a place of refuge is no use if it cannot be reached. Christ can be reached even if you are under lockdown, even if you are quarantined, even if you are in isolation. Christ can be reached anywhere, anytime, by anyone. It is open to everyone. But you can go to God and say, I want to be your child. I want to take refuge in you. And he will not turn you away. He will not turn you away. It is God that will protect us from this disease. It is God that protects us every single day. In every situation that we go through, it is God that protects us. And we can run to him even now. Do not be discouraged because Jesus will lead you into God's glory. In verse 19 of Hebrews chapter 6, it says, This hope we have as an anchor of the soul, both sure and steadfast, which enters the presence behind the veil. An anchor is something that is firm and is also unseen. This is what is used to hold the ship in position. It is needed when the sea is rough. So when, when the ship um, is facing turbulent waters, when the sea is rough, and it is in distress. It is the anchor that holds that ship in position. It stabilizes the ship. It is used to maintain the progress that a ship has made so that it doesn't necessarily get pushed back by the, by the water. But you see, the anchor must be connected to the ship or the ship must be connected to the anchor. You must actually lay hold of this anchor. So hope is not just a passing thing, but you have to lay hold of it. You must be connected to it. You must not let go of hope. You must fasten yourself to hope so that you are not moved by the wind. This is a windy season. This is a tough season for everyone worldwide. And this is a time where we hold on to that hope. We do not let it go. We hope for that which we do not see. Right now, we have not yet seen a time without COVID-19. But we hold on to the hope that there will be a time where COVID-19 will be a thing of the past. It will be written in the history books. We cannot hope for that which we have. We hope for that which we do not see. Hope sees beyond what eyes can see. It sees that which cannot be seen. An anchor is useless if it can be seen. It has to be right at the bottom of the sea. So we hope for that which we do not see. And this word says we hope in that which entered the presence behind the veil. So Jesus has entered the presence of God behind the veil before us. And because we are his followers, we follow him right through into the presence of God. Glory to Jesus. He goes in there. The veil was torn when he died. And he went straight in through that veil. And he's calling us, follow me right straight into that veil. Where we can go into the presence of God and say, Father, help us. We need you. Do not fall away. Some characters in the Bible, they fell away. Do not fall away like Judas. You can fall like Peter because we are human beings. We do fall sometimes. But you see, Peter had a chance of repentance. He wept bitterly and ran to the tomb after hearing that the tomb was empty. So though he denied Christ three times, he realized that he had let down the Lord and he wept bitterly. He fell and rose again. This is a time where many are falling Many are losing their businesses. Many are losing their loved ones. Many are beaten and bruised. But the trick is, stand up. The trick is, do not fall down and not wake up. Judas, on the other hand, after falling away, he condemned himself. 
instead of running to Jesus, he ran away from him straight into hell with no chance of repentance. Both Peter and Judas were discouraged by something. One fell away and one fell and rose again. Which one will you be? Why should we hope in God? Firstly, he knows the way better than we do. Right now, we have COVID-19 all around the world, but God knows the future. Ours is to look to God and be sure that the future will be bright as well. Jeremiah 29 verse 11 says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. This is a word spoken by God through the prophet Jeremiah to a people that were sitting in a foreign land, to a people that had lost hope, to a people that had been in a in a difficult position for many years. But God still says to them, I know the plans I have for you. You may ask, how can you have good plans? How can you have good plans that are to give us hope and a future right in this foreign land? But God says, I know the plans that I have for you. I can see where you are right now, but my plans, they're good. I can see that you have lost your job, but my plans, they're good. I can see that you have lost a loved one, but my plans, they're good. I can see that you have lost all your savings right now during this COVID-19, but my plans for you are still good. I can see that um, the, the, the work that you do now is even more difficult because of COVID-19, but my plans, they're good. I can see that you are not able to go to church right now, but my plans, they're good. They do not change. The plans of God do not change because of COVID-19. The plans of God for you do not change because of COVID-19. They do not change. God does not change. The fact that we have a pandemic does not mean God has changed. His plans for us, they are still good. And they're not to harm us, but to give us a hope in the future. Israel had to hold on to that hope that they will see the land again. They had to hold on to the hope that one day Israel will be back into their promised land. And now Israel is a country, independent country. And God is still the same. Secondly, he loves us. There is something profound about being loved. Because when you are loved, you only see good things from the person that loves you. Because you see, you receive the love that they give you. And therefore, you cannot hope uh, for bad things when you are receiving love from the person that loves you. So hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured out in our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. Romans 5 is 5. So we will not be shamed, we will not be disgraced because we have hope. Why? Because God has poured out his love into our hearts. Through the Holy Spirit. Through the Holy Spirit, we know that God loves us. The Holy Spirit assures us that we are loved by God. And because we have this assurance, then we know that God will not harm us because God is love. God's character is love. God is love. And because of who he is, we can sit hoping, looking to the future and say, things will get better. We'll rise again. We'll go back to church again. We'll go back to school and to work again. Lastly, God is watching over us. Psalm 33 verse 18 says, But the eyes of the Lord are on those who fear him, on those whose hope is in his unfailing love. Ah, the eyes of the Lord are on those who fear him. He's watching over us. He's looking at us. He's watching. God knows this COVID-19 right now, worldwide. He's watching. His eyes are upon us. Our hope should be unto God. Our hope should be 
and him. Our hope should be in his unfailing love. That because God loves us, therefore it is well with us. Therefore we can stand and look at the future and begin to plan what is it that we're going to do with our businesses. We can begin to plan what is it that we're going to do with our children when they go back to school. We can begin to plan for everything that had been put to halt. Why? Because our hope is in God. We know that this is going to pass. It's not going to stay with us forever. I want to encourage you. Do not lose hope. Even if you have lost your job, do not lose hope. You'll get another job. It could be an opportunity for you to start a business. It could be an opportunity for you to, it could be an opportunity for you to invent something that the society needs. But if you lose hope, you will not even begin to plan for anything. Somebody that does not have hope to live tomorrow, they plan nothing today. This is a time for us to plan. We have all the time in the world. This is a time for us to look forward and say, this is what I'm going to do when they open the doors. Do not lose hope. God is faithful. He has never left us and he will never leave us. Even now, God is not moved by COVID-19, but he is moved by our faith in him. He's moved by our hope in him. He's moved by his own word when we put it back to him. God, this is what you have promised us. Because he is a faithful God, his word is true. He will do what he has promised. He will never lift his eyes away from us. He will continuously watch over us. Hold on to that hope. Let it anchor you as a child of God. Do not fall away, but hold on. Good times will come again. We'll worship together again. We'll gather as a church again. We'll go shopping. We'll go touring. We'll go do everything that we're not able to do now. In the meantime, hold on to this hope. Until next time, remain anchored in the word of God. Thank you for listening to Word Anchor Podcast. Please share with your family and friends. Remember to check out the show notes, connect with me on social media platforms, give feedback also, and continue to spread the word. Tune in for the next episode and make the word of God your anchor.